You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., 312-255-8408. You go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. This is Mark Teresi here, and I'm sitting in for Father Greg, who has a previous commitment this morning. Uh, Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Before we begin our very, very interesting program, I want to share two bits of information. One is... um, Yesterday, Father Greg and I were at the funeral mass for Father Ray Cleese at St. Cletus in LaGrange. Beautiful tribute to him, great priest of the Archdiocese. Uh, Keep him in your prayers. And today, uh, Father Pat Boyle, who was a great, great professor at Munline Seminary, Vietnam veteran, chaplain in Vietnam, is going to be buried from the seminary this morning. So keep Father Boyle also in your prayers. one other thing, since I'm here and Greg's not here to say don't talk about this, uh, our two-year-old had his, James Mark had his birthday party, and it was so cute because as we're leaving, I'm hugging his dad, and all of a sudden he grabs our knees. He's hugging us. The three of us were hugging. Um, that's a grandpa moment, so please indulge me. Now, our show today is a great show. Uh, the Massive Healing for Those Suffering with Addiction will take place Wednesday, November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving. Father Ryan Brady, Associate Pastor of Our Lady of the Ridge and St. Linus Parish in the Chicago Ridge and Oak Lawn communities, joins us this morning to talk about addiction and recovery. The Massive Healing is the result of Father Brady seeing both the addicted and their families struggling post-pandemic. And he hopes to bring the actively addicted, the families of the addicted, and those recovering from addiction, wow, to the same place to pray for God's grace and healing touch. Good morning, Father Ryan. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Thanks, Mark. Good morning. Nice to see you again. Yeah, we we could have had the show yesterday when we ran into each other at, at Holy, <laughs> Name, Holy Name. That's right. <laughs> well, tell people first, before we... Get into this has to come from part of your story. So, what's your story in terms of your vocation journey? Yeah, so I I started seminary right out of high school, and uh, I, I went straight from high school, and uh, I left at twenty years old. Oh. And uh, the reason I left was even at that young age, I was struggling with uh, addiction to alcohol, and I didn't realize it at the time. I thought I was just doing what young people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it became undeniable as I began to to live my life in my 20s as a younger man that I've got a problem. 
And when I was 30 years old, uh, I, I said, I, I can't live this way anymore. Uh, I, I was miserable. I, I was afraid to live and I was afraid to die. And the only thing that I had left, and this is really kind of the nature of addiction, the only thing that I had left that I could rely upon was the thing that was killing me, uh-huh. was, the actual, was the actual alcohol. And it was terrifying and something had to change. So uh, I began to fall back on what I knew from the seminary, what I learned uh, so long ago. And uh, I began to pray the rosary every day. I began to go to, to adoration. Uh, I began to go to meetings uh, mm-hmm. to meet other men who struggled with, with alcohol the way I did. And how, and old, did how, that, how, how old were you at that point? How I old? was 30. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so my, 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 my life's plan, my vocation, uh, really it, it comes from that place of deep hurt. Um, but really it, it comes from healing, uh, that comes from it. Uh, I, I, I would say that, um, my priesthood didn't lead me to sobriety. My, my sobriety is what freed me to live my life of faith. My sobriety led me to understand where God's at in my life. Uh, my sobriety let me hear God's words. Uh, and it's what led me to the priesthood. It, it, it wasn't long after that where I began to, to hear God's voice in a clear way. Mm-hmm. And I realized that all along, my life was really um, directed towards priesthood. And, and, and God in his infinite wisdom brought me back to the seminary, and, and here I am. Now, it's interesting because uh, Father Ryan and I, I knew you when I would call my friend Judy Salikas over at Catholic Charities, and you had worked. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved at Charities there, and was that part of the path? It certainly was, yeah. So I, I said I would do what God asked of me, and I didn't know where it was going to take me, but I said, Lord, I know that you've begun this process of healing and I'll go where you asked me to go. And, and I was walking down the streets in the city and someone was calling out my name and, and he offered me a job at Holy name. Oh, uh, and I was working at Holy name. And, and not long after that, a, a position came open in fundraising uh, at Catholic charities and I applied and, and, and that's, that's how I ended up. at well, Catholic What did charities. you do at Holy name? So I was a sacristan for for large events and for for the weekends and such like that. So oh. it was wonderful. And here I am, a thirty year old man, and they says, "Would you be comfortable giving up every Saturday night?" Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh, I don't know." Mm-hmm. But I I realized all the things I used to do on a Saturday night were unhealthy, mm-hmm. and there were things I couldn't do anymore because of my my path of recovery. And I said, "Lord, look, you filled this void now in my life. I have to take it." So I did, and that led me to, to not only, you know, witnessing the sacraments uh, and the beauty of the sacraments, but but also it led me to Catholic Charities, where I was able to witness the the spiritual and corporal works of mercy every single day. So I'm really grateful to, to Judy for teaching me a lot while I was there. Uh, I'm grateful to Monsignor Michael Bolin, mm-hmm. who who was a great mentor, uh, and I'm really grateful to, to Deacon Stan Strom, who was a mentor of mine at, at the cathedral. So I owe a lot to all of them. Now, so that that vocation decision, um, what was your what was your feeling in that moment? Was there trepidation? Was there a calmness about uh, moving to the seminary? Uh, what about and and were at, you were in recovery at that point? Correct. I had been sober for a number of years by then. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. 
probably you would be a sounding board for some folks in the seminary, too, who are dealing with what you were dealing with years past. So how, how did that happen? I mean, did you just jump in? <laughs> well, I had people saying to me, you know, you'd be a great priest. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, you don't know me that well. Oh. You know, I had struggled with alcohol and addiction. And the other thing that would pop into my mind was, well, I've been there and I, I've tried that when I was in college. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact of the matter is, is God was speaking through those people. And yeah, I had been there and yeah, I had tried that. But my heart wasn't capable of offering itself mm -hmm. because of addiction, uh, the way that God needed it to. And, and when I began to realize that these people were right, uh, God was calling me to be a mm -hmm. priest. Um, I found myself very peacefully moving towards the idea. Mm -hmm. I, I sat down with the vocation director, uh, Father Francis Bitterman. Oh, and, sure. Uh, and I said, you know, Father, this is what I'm, I'm thinking. I think the Lord's calling me to priesthood. But before we dive into this, I want to tell you my story. And we sat down at a restaurant not too far from the Quigley Center. And, and over lunch, I just told him everything, mm -hmm. everything, warts and all. And he looked at me and he, he was really shocked. And he said, listen, Ryan, I don't see a single thing that can keep you from the priesthood in your life. He says, but all of those things that you shared with me today, even the most painful and difficult, they aren't hindrances to your priesthood, but they're benefits and assets to your life as a priest. He says, so let's move forward. And that's what we did. Well, because one of the dangers, I think, for folks who, who um, look at priests, they think they're perfect. You know, mm -hmm. and, in some, yeah. and in some ways that pedestal is a hindrance to many priests because uh, your humanity cannot, cannot come through. Now, so you're, you're ordained, your first assignment, was your first assignment this Our Lady of the Ridge St. Linus Parish? Is that your first that's my first assignment. Yeah. So I was ordained in May of 2021 and uh, I, I've been assigned here since. It's just been a wonderful place. Now tell me about, before we get into the actual program um, that you're talking about. So were you involved then? Is that a merger, merged pair? Those are merged parishes then? They are. They merged my first day, July 1st, oh, 2021. How was that? How was it? You that? know what? I don't know any difference, so it yeah. worked well for me. Yeah, that, that, that's true. <laughs> but it's it's been a great process of of you know just kind of folding these communities into each other, so mm -hmm. that they very comfortably begin to meet each other and know each other, uh, respect each other, and love each other. It takes time. It takes time, um, and there's a lot of um, uh, mixed emotions and feelings, and and but but when we when we realize that. We're all sons and daughters of Christ. We're all sons and daughters of God, our Father in heaven. Wounds become healed. Mm -hmm. uh, ruffled feathers become smoothed out. And really, love in the, in the church and, and Christ wins the day. Now, as, as we'll talk about the event after our break. Uh, I want to talk about it at length. But prior to that, how public are you in terms of your story with the parishes that you're involved with? So I, I I don't hide it, but I don't broadcast it. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want people to feel comfortable knowing that if they've got a problem, they can find somebody to to get help with that problem. Do you find there was a, a great 
Go ahead. Now I was just going to ask, do you find that people are finding you w- with these issues with of addiction? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Uh, there's not a mass that I celebrate where I don't look out and I see someone in recovery in the pews. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so the people are out there mm-hmm. um, who are recovering and who have recovered and, and have many years of sobriety. And, and that's a that's a real overlooked fact mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in our world. A lot of people suffer from addiction and they feel that it's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is in a lot of cases, and it, can, and it very well can be. But the fact of the matter is, is recovery is not only possible, um, but it's it's possible for you. It's possible for each and every person who suffers from addiction. I've seen many, many, many lives saved, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and so I, I'm open, and um, I don't hide it. I had a great priest mentor when I was in the seminary who who um, was retired and a resident at my home parish, who was a hero of mine, is a hero of mine. I, actually, I go and visit him often uh, now at All Saints Cemetery mm-hmm. uh, and ask for his help and assistance. But he told me that his spiritual life uh, as a priest uh, and as a man in recovery um, was one of the Eucharist, one of love for the people, and one of love for his sobriety. And um, he, he he was able to help people and save lives just by being open mm-hmm. uh, and saying, look, here's my problem, and here's what I've done to help myself um, by finding the help of, of others. And, and people went to him, and they knocked on the rectory door and said, look, I know you had a problem, and I have one too. Help me. Beautiful. Now, on that note, um, that kind of sets the stage for our next uh, segment, uh, talking about this event that you're going to be uh, championing, championing uh, through St. Linus and Our Lady of the Ridge. And I think as we look at this event in our next sec- segment, uh, you, you're on to something in terms of a need for the Archdiocese. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Mark Teresi here with Father Ryan Brady. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charities on Friday, December 2nd for the 33rd annual Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball at the Chicago Hilton. The Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball is one of the most elegant galas of the holiday season in Chicago and proceeds provide critical funding for our programs and services into the new year. Families, friends, and work colleagues make a tradition out of gathering at this extraordinary black tie event to celebrate the Christmas season. Enjoy an opening reception, gourmet meal, and live entertainment, courtesy of the Ken Arlen Orchestra, all in support of Catholic Charities. Don't miss this special night for a great cause on Friday, December 2nd. 
To purchase tickets for the Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball, visit catholiccharities.net slash events or call 312-948-6963. That's 312-948-6963. There's no doubt this life is short. It is in you I trust to spread your truths, your goodness, and love. It is you who will give a leader to our church. Who will fill these shoes? We are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Father Ryan Brady. We're going to now talk about the massive healing for those suffering with addiction. It's going to take place Wednesday, November 23rd, day before Thanksgiving. Uh, the Mass is the result of Father Brady seeing both the addicted and their families struggling post-pandemic. You're bringing everybody together. You're bringing, you want to bring the addicted. You want to bring those who are living with the addicted. You want to bring those who are healed or healing from addiction together. Um, where did this idea come from? So last year, uh, I, I was my first Thanksgiving as a priest, and uh, the night before Thanksgiving has really traditionally become uh, a binge drinking night, a mm -hmm. night of overdoing it. And I remembered that. I remembered that. And I remembered feeling that isolation and that, that loneliness uh, that comes with addiction. So I, I went into my church that night and uh, I, I celebrated mass for, for those who are suffering from addiction. Uh, a lot of them would be out overdoing it that mm -hmm. night. And I posted it on my social media <clears throat> and the response was overwhelming. Uh, I, I'm a guy who who has been going to to meet people in recovery and, mm -hmm. and families in recovery uh, in my community for the extent of my sobriety. And and yet so many people who I did not know had addiction in their families uh, were reaching out, hundreds of people, literally. Uh, my father was an alcoholic, and this is a, a, an elderly person who hasn't had their father in their life physically for, for decades, and they were still heartbroken by what the disease had done to their family. Mm 
um, I began to realize that there was a need um, to, to bring addiction out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, next year I'm going to do this again. And let's throw the doors open and let's bring people together. Because addiction is not only a disease of, of, of compulsion or what have you. It's really, it's a disease of isolation. Mm-hmm. And not just isolation for the person who's addicted, but isolation for the families who feel like they have to hide that addiction from the world outside. Uh, it's really painful addiction and and the biggest wounds and the most pain are emotional, Mm -hmm. are emotional. And and to bring people together to realize that addiction is, it's not a moral uh, failure. You see, it's a disease and we're going to come together and we're going to pray together. We're going to put people who suffer from addiction and people who have recovered from addiction in the same room and let's pray together and let's, let's know who we are so that we can find help uh, with each other. Yeah, I, I remember when I was at St. Paul of the Cross in Park Ridge, Lutheran General Hospital had a, a dive-in for those who are living yeah. with addicted folks, and a minister could come in. So I spent a weekend um, there, and they went through the different um, titles. You, you know, And I was a, I'm a fixer. I want to fix, you know, mm-hmm. and you can't fix it. It's And the other piece that I learned there was the disease concept of alcohol. Now, I'm sure it's different now in medical school, but so many times mm-hmm. it was misdiagnosed as a disease because they only spent four, eight hours in their whole medical training on the disease mm-hmm. of alcoholism. So how do yeah. you, you know, you're doing it the day before Thanksgiving. How, you know, look at Anybody, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people have relatives that are at their holiday celebration and, you know, are drink, become the, become the focal point of the celebration because of their drinking. How do, how do you work with people on that one? Well, I, I would say that um, uh, recovery from addiction is, is really done one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, the day after Thanksgiving is just another day. And if I can make it through that 24 hours sober, I can make it through that 24 hours sober. Uh, And what a great success Mm. for someone who's addicted to drugs or alcohol or overeating or gambling or what have you. Any day without indulging in that compulsion, any day without diving into that addiction. It's a rousing success. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and it's a miracle. It's more than a success. It's a miracle. And, And the fact of the matter is, is that there are hundreds if not thousands of people out there who are cheering for you mm-hmm. and are praying for you and you may not know them ever and you may never cross paths with them but there are people who are praying for those who suffer from addiction um and it's a miracle to see these things happen where someone's life is freed from the compulsion to drink and and then the interior mind is healed uh Addiction really is is the medication to what's really going on inside you. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink because I wanted to drink. I, I drank because I, I was worried about things and, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stop it. And, and addiction really became my medicine. Mm-hmm. So when I pulled back that, that uh, alcohol, I, I had harmed a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. people who were strangers and people who I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, addiction is not romantic mm-hmm. and neither is recovery. There was a lot of hard work 
to heal my wounds and to try to heal, heal the wounds of those who, who might have harmed. And I surrounded myself with, with a group of men who helped me through that. And uh, they drank like I did. Mm-hmm. They suffered like I did. Uh, and they recovered like I wanted to recover. And, and I found the right place and I found the right group. And what's ironic is that I was three days sober when I walked into uh, the little conference room over here at St. Linus Church. Mm-hmm. And I found a group of guys that I wanted to get sober with. And they taught me how to live my life without, without alcohol. And I'd gone there every single Sunday since, uh, just about, every single Sunday since, just about. And God in his infinite wisdom and with his wonderful sense of humor sent me to that very place mm-hmm. for my first assignment as mm-hmm. priesthood. Isn't it uh, so now I, 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 my office is 50 paces from the place that I learned how to be a man uh, sober. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. Beautiful. Now, let's make sure people know this is a mass of healing for those suffering. It's on Wednesday, November 23rd. Location and time? Sure. So our church is at 10300 Lawler. Uh, that's 103rd, just west of Cicero Avenue in Oak Lawn. The Mass will be on, on November the 23rd. It'll be at 7 p.m. And it's an opportunity for everybody to come together and pray. Uh, and then there's going to be a little gathering afterwards just so we can socialize and chat. Uh, the community of people who who are recovering from addiction, they're a good group of people and a close-knit people, and they're not who you'd imagine they'd be. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other thing is there are all sorts of people who you wouldn't necessarily think would otherwise mix in company, and yet here they are good friends because people who have suffered alike can come together with uh, compassion and, and, and joy and celebrate recovery. I, I've been in, in meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, in the afternoon and uh, there are people who were homeless mm-hmm. and there were rock stars who were selling out the United Center, mm-hmm. putting chairs back after the meeting. And, and I looked at it and I thought, this is really something miraculous where God has brought a place for everybody to come together from people selling out the United center to the people who, who really don't even have a home to go to. Uh, And yet all we want there is the best for each and every one of us. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been uh, is inside the meetings of groups of men who, and women who who really look for um, hope and healing in their lives. And many of them do be become sponsors um, for people. The, the, the message is you're, you're not alone. Before we um, end and, and, and invite people one more time, give us a little tidbit of your homily for that night. <laughs> so I, it's going to be a homily of hope um, because there is a lot to hope for. And, and disease of addiction uh, it, it, it cons you into believing there's nothing left to be hopeful for. The evil one is a great liar, and the evil one uses addiction to to, to suppress our hope. Uh, and look, I'm no prohibitionist. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to remove alcohol from the world, but this is the truth. I just don't want people to lose their will. I don't want people to lose their dignity. I don't want people to lose their job. I don't want people to lose their family. I don't want people to lose their life. Uh, and I've seen in active addiction, people lose all of those yeah, things. You're absolutely right. Um, now, but before, I've also seen people in sobriety reclaim them all. 
Exactly. And that's the, that's the hope. Well, and your message is a message of hope and healing. Uh, why don't you do your best invitation to folks as we wrap this up today? Yeah, so this is a Mass that's open to everybody. I think that each and every one of us as brothers and sisters in Christ uh, can come together and pray and pray for those brothers and sisters around us who sometimes suffer silently that may be next to us and we don't know. We can pray for these people who suffer from addiction, uh, and it's the best thing. It's the kindest thing. It's the most charitable thing we can do. Uh, but then again, if you're suffering, this is a place to come and be healed by God's grace, and this is a place to come and, and be loved by God, and this is a place to come to and break free from the isolation that addiction really is. And give them the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, November 23rd, and location and time. Sure. So we are meeting at St. Linus Church of Our Lady of the Ridge in St. Linus Parish. It's on 103rd in Lawler in Oak Lawn. And the Mass is on November the 23rd. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, November 23rd at 7 p.m. Wonderful. Well, I'd like to thank Father Ryan Brady, who's Associate Pastor of Our Lady of the Ridge and St. Linus Parish. What a wonderful testimony. I think you've found the mission in your priesthood, and uh, it's going to be a great gift to so many. So God bless you, you and thank you for being with us, Father Ryan. Don't forget Wednesday, November 23rd, 7 o'clock, St. Linus, the Mass of Healing for Those Suffering with Addiction. This is WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com's Slash Catholic Chicago. Mark Tracy here. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.